Let's do it. Let's do it. Beatles Fantasy Country album, Slate. Three, two, one. Untitled Beatles podcast. TJ, I see. Look at you. You are all dressed up. You've got this kind of cowboy outfit on. You're all country today. Well, I'm a little bit country, and you're a little bit funk and soul. <laughs> it's so, um, funky. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm wearing for this? Uh, I'm wearing my Peaches Records t-shirt I got on, uh, <laughs> nah, what the fuck, not Etsy. What do you, what's the thing you go to when you're high and order t-shirts? Tee Public. Yes, T. I got it. Yes, I got a yes to T. Public. I got because uh, they press Untitled Beatles podcast shirts. They do it lovingly. Thank you. Yeah, order yours today. T. Public. I call it T. Public. And I call it you down with O. T. Public. <laughs> well, today we are going to be talking about uh, the Beatles Country LP. Uh, and we have brought our own fantasy country LPs to the table. Is that correct? Yes, mine's on fantasy records. Oh, very oh, good. See, name a band on fantasy. Go. Oh, uh, <laughs> what was uh, uh, primitive radio gods? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's unfair to me to voice label nerd on you. I was gonna say CCL or Vince Garaldi. <laughs> Wait, CCR, they were on Fantasy? Yeah. What? That's crazy. I thought I would have assumed they were on a major label. Are you dogging Fantasy? Who else was on Fantasy? I don't even know. I don't even know if I've even fucking heard of Fantasy Records. I'm like a record head. Well, I guess I'm not. Really? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Fantasy Records. Yeah. It had a blue label it like with like almost the, not the cursive F, but you'd love the Fantasy font. Their label font would give you a font Woody. Stop! I see it right now. It's very, it's lovely. It's stuff like Rye Cooter. I see Tanya Tucker. Founded in 1949 by Max and Soul Weiss. Speaking of funk and soul. See? And <laughs> Wagnalls! Funky. <laughs> you don't know that joke anymore. Look that up in your funkin' Wagnalls. That's a dictionary, you know. <laughs> funkin' Wagnalls. So yeah, okay, see, there you go. Vince Guaraldi, uh, CCR. Who else is on this label? Rye Cooter, L.S. Dunes. <laughs> They also sing Lake Shore Drive when Aliota Haynes and Jeremiah were yeah. indisposed. <laughs> and they pitched a no-hitter on acid. <laughs> I think so. James Taylor, I guess after Apple, he went over to Fantasy. Odetta and Larry. That's a puppet show, though, so it doesn't translate <laughs> I love as well. O Odetta Adams and Larry, she sang Backup for Tears for Fears, and he was a stooge. <laughs> All right, Steve Perry. I mean, there's a bunch more. Go on, get on that Wikipedia and find out for yourself. We won't spoil them all for you. <laughs> We're gonna, I think we just created a new record record label head fetish. We can use Wilco's cover of I Love My Label, originally by... Who sang I Love My Label? Not Nick Lowe. Oh, Yes, I, I don't know. You're stumping me today, man. Come I don't on, know. I don't know that fucking song. <laughs> it's I don't, okay. I'm not a Wilco guy, so I don't know those songs. How? I mean, Tony. In I'm not. this in this town, <laughs> right? In this yeah. city, I put ketchup on my Wilco. Deal with it. <laughs> oh yes. How 
can I get you on? What can I can I make you like an ultimate like a mix? I think you would like of stuff that you haven't heard a bunch. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it on eight track and oh, we'll sell it at Rattleback Records. <laughs> Rattleback Records has one of the great record store stocks in the city. But Shandog here got a tiptoe when he's mm. stacking going through the bins in the back. Oh. It's it's not the most short friendly record store in town. There you go. Okay, well there. Note. That's a note for Rattleback Records. Maybe you can provide a, a step stool for your more diminutive guests. Or a series of phone books. <laughs> Let's do some housekeeping, TJ, before we yes. get into the fantasy country albums. I wanted to acknowledge something back when we did Red Rose Speedway 50th anniversary, like last month. Sure. Uh, there was a fact that we let slip between our legs, man. And I don't know how it was for you, TJ, but it wasn't that bad for me. Mm, hurts. Got Chafee. Lincoln <laughs> Chafee. Who's late? Was he an asshole? Who's Lincoln Chafee? He was on Fantasy Records. <laughs> of course he is. And he sang that song, my favorite record label is <laughs> Fantasy Records. Wilco covered it. Lincoln Chafee is an American political Nepo baby who has been a member of the Republican, Democratic, and Libertarian parties. It is not known if he was ever a recording artist for the Fantasy Records label. So there's a fact that passed by us while we were doing our very deep dish on Red Rose no. Speedway. Oh yeah, it turns out we don't have we don't say all the facts. <laughs> we leave a couple for you to give to us. Uh, Franco Lumbo, man, he uh, he pointed out the Red Rose Speedway sleeve designer Eduardo Palazzi was Stu Sutcliffe's teacher in Hamburg. That is a fucking great fact. That is a great fact because <laughs> I thought that's the guy who uh, was in Naked Gun as the as the <laughs> national anthem singer. <laughs> That is such a good bit. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. And Franco goes on to say, weird that Paul would hire him. John, I could see. But yeah, considering that Stu and Paul kind of had a, a rather fractured relationship, especially towards the end. You know, they had a fist fight on stage. Yeah, I didn't know it was on stage. I knew they got in a fight. They all of them got in like alley fights on occasion, right? I, I think so. Or the, yeah. or the bouncers maybe protected. I mean, yeah, they may have tiptoed around some of those situations. Did you get kicked in No, I was very delicate and moved every time they touched me. <laughs> so thank you for that, Franco Lumbo. Uh, also on the Discord, our friend Glenn K chimed in. Why, parentheses, angry Chicago guy voice. Why didn't you include any Bruce McMouse tracks in your <laughs> Red Rose, Blue Rose Speedway versions? What the holy heck did that poor little mouse do to you? <laughs> That's a good point. We meant, we made yeah. no mention of Bruce McMouse. I'm thinking, man, let's save Bruce McMouse and Ogner Rats, the Ringo Starr TV special. These are both yes. like children-y kind of TV specials, I think. Maybe I'm amazed. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know the number, but all I can say is make them dream, son. Make them dream. Make them dream, son. Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me all the time. 
fortune did not smile on the other baby as he had on Ringo. Close to the famous, yet never within shouting distance, the other baby grew up to become Ogna Rats, purveyor of maps to the stars' homes. I'm not a nerd. They shouldn't call me a nerd. Yeah, let's talk about those on some episode coming up. Uh, yes, and I want to do a month on Rupert the Bear. A month? <laughs> it's a four-parter. Are there any uh, are there any rodents in the in that in Rupert the Bear? Yeah, there was Klein the cockroach. Which <laughs> That's not a rodent, but it's a pest. I get it. Common household pests. Wait a minute. Aren't pests rodents? Like I take your point, but aren't they inter- aren't they interchangeable? No. No, rodents I believe are are are, are mice and rats and maybe gerbils or something like, you know, they're they're like a species. All I can say, TJ, is mice and rats and former Beatles, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You should, you ever watch uh, Dark Side of the Moon while listening to Beatles for sale? <laughs> Why, you're nothing but a great big coward. You're right, I am a coward. I'm a loser. I haven't any courage at all. And I'm not what I appear to be. Of course, if you like what you hear, feel free to uh, chime in on Apple Podcasts or wherever you you can review us. You can review us on Spotify now. Uh, Yeah, give us a nice review. We've gotten some good ones lately. TJ, do you have one? Yeah, Tony, uh, I won't read them all, but the last couple of days we've gotten some great ones. Thank you. Yes, thank you. A review that actually inspired the show today. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. We got a review, a great review from Alfred Jerry Jr. Thank you for that. Um, the other ones aren't loading, so thank you. Thank you for coming to loads. Uh, Fat Bum, P-H-A-T Bum, gave us a great review. Josh from New York gave us a great, like... Thanks, we, guys. We, we appreciate it, and it does help People. with the, whatever, the, the algorithm or whatever it is, like... The it, ratio. Yeah, it, 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 people, you know, if more the more podcasts are liked, you know, we are trying to corner the market of of idiots talking about the Beatles. Yeah, we we're trying to <laughs> yes, trying. And but I kind of like the corner. I like being in the corner and observing as a wallflower and making fun of the whole thing. You know how long I've liked being a wallflower, Tony? How long? So long ago, I don't remember when. That's when this lost my only friend. <laughs> We're also on the Patreon. Feel free to do that if you're feeling generous and you have the means. Uh, if not, enjoy us uh, for free. We like that, too. One thing we got to mention, back when we did uh, the Living in the Material World Part 1, our fact-checking robot, P3Z Nuts, was employed four times, TJ. Yeah, I know. Um, that was I not a good look. We can only use him three times for free, and that's why um, all our listeners got charged fourteen ninety nine. Thank you for sending those uh, payments in, uh, Ralph Palagio. You still, we still need fourteen ninety nine from you, uh, Katie Cornfield. We also need fourteen ninety nine from you. There's a few people who heard that show that haven't paid up their fourteen ninety nine yet. Was Ralph Palagio Ringo in the bus and truck <laughs> tour of Beatlemania? <laughs> 
Ralph Castelli. Who keeps the beat for the rest of the band? Why, it's our guy Ralph with a stick in each hand. He sits behind the band, but we know that he's there, and we see him hold a floss signs high in the air. I want to be your man, he says, don't pass me by. I'd like to do a few numbers if you'll let me try. Honey, don't you know the boys were having fun, and when they let Ralph sing, it is a day in the sun. Now, once upon a time... Okay, Tony. All right, all right. Let's, yeah, so... Here, let's let's do a review that leads into today's topic. Great. You want to take it, Tony? Oh, sure. Why not? Take it, Tony. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I'm and not. We... My name's not Maureen, Paul. <laughs> it's Paul Maureen. <laughs> yeah. You better watch yourself, McCarty. I met your daughter. <laughs> Don't meet your daughter. <laughs> Owen Lanius. Loves Your Podcast is the title of this. He gave us five stars. Thank you. I'm actually your youngest fan. I'm 12. I'm owning. I'm owning you, Lib. <laughs> Take that again. I'm Owen Lanius. Can you do a fantasy country songs comp? Just like you mentioned on the post comps. First off, thank you for listening. You're, you're a 12 year old. We appreciate it. My first thought was, oh, yeah, I hope you're not learning anything bad from our show. Yeah. So I, I apologize to you. I apologize to your parents. We're decent people who probably should not be speaking to children, including my own. <laughs> yeah, I think the paperwork's going going through on that, TJ. So <laughs> paperwork writer. Oh, you mean my lawyer? Paperwork writer. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. I, I do appreciate you, Owen. Owen, I get you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. That's a great idea. So yes, yeah, we we were talking about like when we did those uh, post breakup compilations. I believe is the episode. This is way back, a couple years ago now, and it's like love songs and rock and roll music. Um, what are some other ones? Rarities, real music, real music. They're film. My music. favorite. Yeah, yeah, your favorite. <laughs> yeah, and I think we had casually mentioned that there was uh, talks of uh, a country album in the works as well, and. Uh, you know, I was doing some digging. I couldn't I couldn't find anything, but uh dude, me too. I thought it was in one of the Spicer books on the Capitol albums. Then I thought it might have been in the Swan Song book that has a lot of the compilations and it wasn't. But yeah, at one point there was apparently a compilation that was being considered that would have compiled all the country and countrified Beatles songs. And you look back in their catalog and there's a lot. I mean, probably only 15%, but in terms of style on the Beatles catalog, that's a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is a lot. I was actually surprised as we uh, made our own fantasy comps and stuff like that. I I, uh, I really thought there was going to be like 10 or 11, and it's like, well, I think our albums are going to be the same. But no, there's way more than 10 or 11 songs if you, if you, if you dig in with your ears and say like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever get into country music, man? I did. I love the country version of the Music Man. Seven to six trombones in the big parade. <laughs> I um, had a, uh, my family uh, settled my great grandparents. Most Jews stayed on the East Coast when they came over. My great grandparents settled in a small town in Mississippi. And for real, man. I had no real. idea. Oh, wow. yeah. So it ended with my grandfather's generation. Um, 
and I didn't get to go when they were active, but my mom spent a lot of her time as a kid in the summer growing up in Chicago, but spending time in Greenville, Mississippi. So my mom loved country music. She fashioned herself as a Southerner despite being a Chicagoan. So like US 99 and all that stuff, I have a huge reference level of like late 70s to early 90s country. And it's one of the reasons I love Southern rock so much and had a big like fucking Marshall Tucker band. I I was the guy claiming Marshall Tucker band was better than the Allman Brothers. And everyone was like, dude, throw your bomb away now. Do it as a pup. But I'm like, no, show me where the Allman Brothers have a flute. (laughs) I don't think you want to know where the Allman Brothers have a flute, TJ. Can't you see? Dickie, come on now, Dickie. Uh, but yeah, man, so that's a long way to say, now, do I like modern country? Not so much. I think some of it's some of the dumbest music I've ever heard in my life. That whole, like, the the save a horse, ride a cowboy generation stuff, I have very, other than as a bit, I have right. very little taste for. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, man, you give me, like, you know, Dwight Yoakam and even some of the cheesy stuff like Alabama. Hearing mountain music or driving my life away, I love all that shit. Play me some mountain music Like grandma and grandpa used to play And I'll float on down the river To Cajun Hideaway How about you? Yeah, man, you know, when I was a kid, um, one of the very first records I loved, uh, my mother would play it for me. Like, this is when I'm in the crib, young. But uh, I love that song, uh, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World by Charlie Rich. Yes. That was like my favorite song when I was like babbling. Hey, if you happen to see the most beautiful girl that walked out on me, tell her I'm sorry. Tell her I need my baby. You tell her that I love her. Yeah, then I wasn't into it at all, really, till I was about 18, maybe about 17. I got into Elvis, and then through that and Danzig, I got into Johnny Cash. Because in 93, Rick Rubin produced that Johnny Cash record, which American Recordings, which was just him and a guitar. Like, Rick Rubin was trying to get him out of that Nashville bloated thing uh overproduced stuff i think johnny cash had a hard time in the 80s yeah i was gonna say it saying it had sunk him for the last decade the 80s had not been kind to johnny cash exactly man so i heard that rick rubin record i remember i think i read in rolling stone or something that the johnny cash performed a song that danzig had written for him and i was a big danzig misfits guy so i was like what got a long line of heartache i carry it well The list of lives I've broken reach from here to hell. And I would just like listen to that record all day. And I loved that record. And it got me into, therefore, Willie Nelson. Uh, I, I dig stuff like the Bakersfield sound a lot. Like, I, I like that stuff a lot. And then there's this trucker, uh, the trucker's friend, Dave Dudley from Minnesota. Blind of the lights, rainy night. Jackknife. Yeah, so I, I did country music. And you were talking about Dwight Yoakam. That's also like alt country. 
Yes, and you know? Th- you know we and we talk about Wilco, which came from Uncle Tupelo and the right? Sunvolt stuff. I mean, Sunvolt, that's yeah, and a, a lot of which friend of the program and frequent listener Mark Reno has a book out right now yeah, called, man. Con- called Country and Midwestern. That kind of I have not read it yet. I pre-ordered it because we're gonna I don't yeah. know when this airs, but we're gonna go. It, it hasn't come out yet. Yeah, we're gonna go to a book signing. Um, but uh, yeah, that kind of details how a lot of that country scene has been in Chicago's music scene for years, just never got the same spotlight as Nashville and all that. But yeah, Bloodshot yeah, man, Records, man. Yeah, yes, Bloodshot Records. Well, she took a lot of pills and died. Took a lot of pills and died. Nothing in the world seemed to matter to her, so she took a lot of pills and died. And without really knowing it, Tony, I think I've liked country. It's been in my soul since I started loving the Beatles because of how influenced they are by country. And so much of George's playing, they're straight up rockabilly country licks. Totally. I mean, it, the country is in the Beatles' soul, which is why when they did it, they did it so naturally. <laughs> All they had to do is act naturally, man. And they were going to put them in the movies. And the result was real music. Now on Capitol <laughs> Records and Tapes. For the first time ever, A Hard Day's Night in Stereo. And the same booklet you bought in the Magical Mystery Tour souvenir program no longer included in the record. <laughs> yeah, man. Country was also, uh, yeah, it's in their DNA. Because I think that's the music that they glommed onto before rock and roll came around. John's first instrument was a harmonica. And that, you know, has its roots more in like blues and country uh, than, say, rock and roll. Obviously, George especially took to things like Chet Atkins. I mean, that's that sound. Carl Perkins. Yeah. Yeah, man. And when they were putting out all those compilations in the 70s, it's like, well, why not throw together a bunch of country songs for a nice Beatle compilation cash grab? Yeah, and Tony, I think you and I, we had basic parameters in assembling this, and I think we took different tacks, and I can't right? wait to compare <laughs> our records. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I can't this week. Are you free next week at five? Uh, no. Next uh, week I, at five. <laughs> next week at five. Well, my country and Western album, TJ, I have both types of music in mind. My album is called... Don't pass this by. By is spelled B-U-Y. This is a <laughs> capital compilation that came out in the spring of 1982. <laughs> They're trying to get, uh, their, you know, Urban Cowboy had just come out a year and a half prior. <laughs> so, Everyone was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. So you could maybe see this you know, in your record stores in 82, it's a, it's a, it's a illustration. It's a painting, if you will, of uh, all four Beatles uh, straddling a big mechanical bull. And, uh, and George Martin is actually operating the, uh, the lever that controls, you know, the gyrations and all that. So it's a great cover. Uh, The cover was designed by, or it was uh, done by a Mort Drucker from Mad Magazine. Mm. And uh, uh, the other titles considered were Will Cry Instead and You Got That Fab All Over Your Feet. Those were <laughs> rejected titles. You Got That Fab All <laughs> Over Your Feet. <laughs> all right. Side one. Uh, 
It spans 62 to 65. It goes kind of kind of chronologically. Ooh, kind of chronologically. You, you've given more thought to a capital compilation <laughs> than anyone a capital ever has. <laughs> well, it's 82. Dave Dexter the Third was just starting. Little Dave Dexter the Third was, and he was trying to show some some moxie and some uh, hustle. <laughs> All right, so it opens up with the short version of "I'll Cry Instead." I'm gonna break the hearts around the world. Yes, I'm gonna break them in two. I'll show you what your loving man can do. Until then, I'll cry instead. Yeah, the stereo version, the short version. Uh, because it is a capital album. Followed by Act Naturally, number one country hit for Buck Owens and the Buckaroos in 63. Also, Mrs. Miller recorded a version of that song. Have you ever been to Bakersfield, TJ? Uh, no, but who sings? Does Jim Lauderdale sing Streets of Bakersfield? Jim Lauderdale has been known to perform Streets of Baltimore, a song made famous by Bobby Bear and produced by Chet Atkins. No, that that's uh, Dwight Yoakam sings Streets of Bakersfield. Okay. That's what I meant. Dwight Yoakam does. Hey, you don't know me, but you don't like me. Say you careless how I feel. But how many of you that shouldn't judge me? Ever walk the streets of Bakersfield? Yes, TJ, according to Google, that's uh, Dwight Yoakam and Buck Owens from uh, Bakersfield. Yeah. Well, and Tony, uh, you know, act naturally in the two hole. Ringo getting a, a two spot on an album is always great. Maybe not <laughs> since uh, Pepper. Day. Put me in the movies They're gonna make a big start out of me We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally The nice thing about uh, that is in 89... I think it was 89. Ringo had a hit with Act Naturally with Buck Owens as a duet on the Capitol label. It was a Capitol 45 right, with Ringo and Buck Owens. Well, I bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Cause I can play the part so well. Yeah, I went to Bakersfield a couple times. I, I I like it. I mean, I've always liked that sound. Basically, the Bakersfield sound was in response to the symphonic nature of Nashville. Nashville started to become very overproduced and like in the late 50s or whenever it was. Yeah, these bands started playing as four pieces, but it was stuff that you could play in a honky-tonk. I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried, Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied. That leaves only me to blame, cause Mama tried. And it, yeah, it has a dustier sound. It's, yeah, I, I, it's just a groovier sound. Bakersfield's got a lot of hot shit that came out of there, man. 
It's more laid back. Nashville got a little Nashville got a little sterile. Yeah, it was the business. It was it was basically the Hollywood of country music or whatever, yeah. you know. And fucking Bakersfield was the Seattle man with the lights out and entertain us. <laughs> Here we are now, Nashville Seattle scene. What? <laughs> George is on the the three hole TJ with the, everybody's trying to be my baby. Wait a minute. You've got three deep and we haven't heard Paul on the lead vocal yet. That's very true. Dude, MPL's gonna it's cause Paul's on it's 82, Paul's on Columbia. <laughs> right, right. So Capital's like, fuck you, Paul. A little bit, a little bit. Also, man, it, I'm hard pressed to find a Paul lead vocal with a country song in their early days. So maybe you've got one and I'm looking for it, but uh yeah, I also stayed mostly in the studio. I didn't veer outside of the studio too much, FYI. Because that was Dave Dexter Jr.'s, the third's <laughs> rules. Mm-hmm. He couldn't leave the studio. There was sunshine outside and there was a lack of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> we should not <laughs> accuse Dave Dexter's <laughs> children of doing drugs. Yeah, we don't know. I have no idea. But just in case, send us some boxes that are in your dad's garage. <laughs> I want a goddamn first state unopened butcher cover from the Dexter family. Yeah, give me a shrink wrap butch. You got it yourself, and it is a real first state Beatles butcher cover. Now, at an auction... I've seen some of these in this condition sell for ten to twelve thousand dollars. Yippee! Well, well it took, took some honey from a tree, dressed it up, and they called it me. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Everybody's trying to be my baby now. Yeah, so it's a little bit more rockabilly than country. I wouldn't say it slaps TJ, but it twangs. You know, I saw I saw Pootie Twang in theaters. Moving on, Babies in Black, we go into a little three four and Paul. We get to hear some Paul, but it's yeah, it's shared with John. We get to hear Paul though. Shared with John. Again, this is one of those songs where I don't think I would have originally considered it as a country song, but if you listen to it, especially the guitar. It's really all about George bringing that aforementioned twang. going to have different choices Great. based on our definitions of country, which I love. I do too. My fear was that we were going to have the same record. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that solo is country, the hangdog lyrics. This to me, you know, maybe called British country or something. Goth country, babies in black. They're talking about their, they loved women dressed in black back during the uh, Ostrid days and all that. Isn't the term dark skiffle? Dark skiffle. <laughs> <laughs> Skiffle after dark. <laughs> I want a walking, talking, living dog. <laughs> yeah, man. Be careful when you're doing skiffle after dark. Watch out with the washboard. You can <laughs> cut your junk on the washboard. 
Never forget getting Cinemax in the 90s and finally being able to watch Skiffle After Dark. Skiffle After Dark. Come improvise with your instrument. And then uh, <laughs> moving on, Ringo gets another one with What Goes On, the only Lennon-McCartney Starkey tune. Originally written by John in 1959, almost recorded during the From Me to You sessions in 63, passed over for one after 909. They, uh, I don't know if I knew this, but when they were reviving it, it was Paul who took the demo and did like a one-man band Paul McCartney machine demo, like drums bass, guitar, and vocal for Ringo. Like, okay, here's the song now. The original Come and Get It. The original. There you go. <laughs> the original Come and Get It. I met you in the morning waiting for the tides of time. But now the tide is turning, I can see that I was blind. It's so easy for a girl like you to lie. Tell me why. This song I always thought was like a Beatles country song. It's very, but then also John throws in the stacks with the kind of the Steve Cropper rhythm guitar in there. Yes. And then closing side one with Honey Don't. Wait, two in a row from Ringo? No. We're doing the BBC version where John oh, sings. Great choice. I'm very, okay. That's the first ding, 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 all-star choice for me. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, man. So yeah, recorded, uh, when was this? Uh, September 3rd, 1963. So right, right. This was always John's song. And then I think they gave it to Ringo for the recording uh, around Beatles for Sale. And then it became Ringo's after that. But yeah, it was John's. It's the B-side of Blue Suede Shoes. It's another Carl Perkins song. Originally came out uh, New Year's Day, 1956. Yeah, that's what you two singing about. <laughs> I, yeah, they, I mean they were big record fans. I think U2's favorite label was Fantasy Records, <laughs> which made sense because they wound up on Island and they loved Tattoo. Thank everybody on the island. Yeah, U2's favorite Fantasy Records artist was Switchfoot. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that. See, I know everything about all the record labels. <laughs> Don't even know so I must know about all the labels. <laughs> all right, let's flip the record on my country and western album. It's called, of course, Don't Pass Me By, B-U-Y. It's available in stores wherever you buy records and tapes. And uh, yes, well, we open with the title track spelled differently, Don't Pass Me By, B-Y. I couldn't not include this plodding little clunker. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Dexter made me do it. Uh, it is the title track, so I had to do it. But yeah, it qualifies. It's, again, I always call it Showbiz Pizza Band version of a country music song. It's <laughs> a great description of it. <laughs> With r- lyrics written by a seven-year-old seven Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it opens up. I think it also makes a fun little opening for the record with the little, we're going to keep the full version in there too, with the whole like, okay. It's the mono or the stereo version. What speed is this one? Oh, good, good idea. You know what? Um, Rarities already came out and claimed the uh, mono version, so right. this will be the stereo version. Great, buddy. That just, <laughs> I'm proud. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, the next song is a stretch, but it's a it's it's Paul. I had to get Paul on this damn record, man. So I included Mother Nature's Son on here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You might say it's more of a folk song. I agree. But what's that first line, man? Born a poor young country boy. There you go. Says it all right there. Mm. That's all you got to say. And oh, caveat: this is not the studio version. Actually, this is the Esher demo. Which so there's no horn in it, so it sounds a little more it sounds a little more homegrown. It technically, okay. is it homegrown? It's at uh, George's house, Kinfounds, right? Yes, it is Kinfounds at Esher. Not to be confused with Esher at Kinfounds. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my mom bought her prom dress at Kinfounds. <laughs> <laughs> How come Macy's came in and bought Kinfounds with the clock? <laughs> And what's great about the demo version, man, is that you get to hear, I think that, is that Lennon harmony on there? Or is it Paul harmonizing with himself? I heard I think it as Lennon. Paul harmonizing with himself. Okay. Okay. Tell us what you think. I heard Lennon, but that was probably, you know, my ears wanting to hear John in there, right? Yeah. This is a very anti-Paul record. <laughs> this, this is your let it be. You're the Phil Spector of this compilation. <laughs> well, me and Dave Dexter the third. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Back when I was seven years old, we got together and we were both, he was eight, I was seven. It's kind of like our relationship, TJ. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was a big old bully. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. He used to hide behind corners and just pop out and scare me. And then <laughs> and then he would uh, threaten me with nunchucks. He'd get like an inch of my face away with his nunchucks. <laughs> I love nunchucks. You show me a nun who can throw objects. Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? Uh... Uh, George gets another chance in the spotlight with Old Brown Shoe. Oh, great call. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Side two is from 68 and 69. So that's that's what we're doing here. We're doing the later period stuff on side two. Again, album. this is like, wait, is that a country song? Give it a listen, man. Give it a listen. Jaunty kind of uh, tack piano, saloon piano. The 
lyrics like rings on every finger that to me is a very like country and western line and then the guitar has that 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 feel too to me so oh, my love is something you can't reject is a pretty uh it's <laughs> like run for your life <laughs> yeah right which technically that could have been that could have been a country song it's on my just made it list yeah all right or, or almost made it list i mean Followed up by another White Album number from Paul, Rocky Raccoon. Now somewhere in the black mining hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. Uh, one day his woman ran off with another guy, hitting young Rocky in the eye. Rocky didn't like that, he said, I'm gonna get that boy. So one day he walked into town, booked himself a room in the local saloon. This is more of a Western song. Again, we're coming off the tack piano from Old Brown Shoes, so we're kind of we're gonna stay we're gonna stay in the Western section of the of the album here, if you will, just to drop some Steely Dan, Tony. We're gonna stay here in the Western world. Thank you. Down at the Lido, they welcome you with sausage and beer. Does Steely Dan do they even get anywhere close to country? I feel like are they the antithesis of country? They, to me, are like very much an indoors band, air-conditioned. The, the early stuff, um, yeah. There's some country on Can't Buy a Thrill. There's some country feel on there. This lady's aching to bring the body down. She daily preaches on where. Not a Dan fan, right? I I, I I dig the Dan in a way, but I've like, yeah, I I don't like put their records on on purpose. Okay, well <laughs> let's have a Dan Wilco party, and you can play for me. What you you're like you like Toby Keith? <laughs> yeah, I like real country. <laughs> we are young country. We like Beatles and Bach. It's a real country song for a couple years ago. Oh, wow. Might not be Bach, but it sounds right. Well, Sebastian Bach, I think they meant. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, we know Van Halen. We like ZZ Top. Two more songs. We got uh, Ringo with another another lead vocal. Like, what is this? Buku of Blues? He's the country dude, man. He's the he loves country music. He is self-described shit kicker from Liverpool. You gotta give Ringo tons of vocals on a country album. I stand by that. I stand by that. Stand by your Ringo. Leave me alone. <laughs> Octopus is guarded. I mean, that is a country song if I've ever heard one. to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade he'd let us in then we end finally we get some paul again get back the single version it's like a traveling moving beat the guitar lines it's so funny that that's that's john doing all those guitar lines right Get 
that's those those solos make the song completely country. And then even the lyrics a little bit, they they're very kind of yeah. singing about Tucson, Arizona. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so it also you can check the Western box on this as well. Thank you. Thank you. And this song also resonated with Elvis, who covered it live on stage that very year. So. And that is my Beatles fantasy country album. Uh, this was recommended to us. Uh, this topic recommended to us once again by our youngest listener, Owen Lanius. Thank you, Owen. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, O. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, O. <laughs> That's a great collection of songs, Tony. And Thank what you. makes me so happy is you and I took a totally different tack from each other. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. I, I can't wait to hear it. We'll find out more when we come back from our hiatus in September. <laughs> oh, this would be a good, this would be a good time to remind you to uh, there's a there's a oh what is that? Let's pause to honor our nation's heroes. Today's Memorial Day, May thirtieth. Memorial Day sale going on at Kenny Rogers Roasters. All chicken. Half off at Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> They've also been half roasted, so please be <laughs> careful. Use the old trick where you put it under your lip to see if the temperature is. <laughs> what old? Did you grow up with chickens? This is a country thing, TJ. You wouldn't understand. Okay. Sorry, I'm a little bit rock and soul. Funky. <laughs> <laughs> So get over there to uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters there in uh, the Far East. <laughs> I have to stop saying that. You're allowed. <laughs> You're a Far East man. We get to drop it every single week. Let's drop the Ron Wood version this time. <laughs> I believe that's from the album called Give Me More Neck. Oh, well, that was his request over at Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> Ron Wood loves eating at Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> Teacher says, Ron Wood, you've had enough chicken today. Please leave the classroom. At Kenny Rogers Roasters, we want you to be healthy. TJ, what's, so let's hear your country record. Well, Tony, yours came out in 1982. Thank you. You said, what, spring of 82, right? <laughs> yep. Probably just, I think, real music might have been early spring of that year. So a couple <laughs> capital releases right in the heels of each other. But I know what that's like because mine goes all the way back. As Paul says before introducing the long and winding road on Tripping the Live Fantastic, <laughs> back through the mists of time to a time we, we call, call the, the 60s. 60s. <laughs> the 60s? How many T's? There were only six back then. He's <laughs> uh, exactly right. So this album, Tony, Capitol Records, had a real problem. Mm. Because after the Beatles talked about being bigger than Jesus, uh -oh. John specifically said it, all hail broke loose, man. Because <laughs> you had, going back to the previous year, yesterday and today, yeah. showing the, the recalled album covers, 
Then you have John saying the uh, Beatles are bigger than Jesus and the big yeah. firestorm in the, sh- in the press. He was confronted before they played um, the show at uh, Comiskey Park in Chicago by the press. Yeah. There have even been threats against your life. There have been record burnings. You've been banned from some radio stations. Does this bother you? Well, it worries me. Yeah, yeah you know, it's bound to bother us. Do you think you're being crucified? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> Capital was panicked about losing record buyers. So in the South, on Capital's southern-only imprint, Clan Records. <laughs> Capital. Hold on, hold on. How do they spell that? <laughs> oh, it's with a C. They're not, you know. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're not racist. They're, but, okay. but it's Got hard. It. You're the racist for making it racist about race, racist. Oh, shit, it's me. It's that guy, right? It's that guy, yeah. I know you are, what am I? I know you, you are, are, but what am I? So this came out right before Christmas of 66. Clan Records, Clan with a C. It's kind of the just before Zappel, there was Clan Records. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm with you. That, that to me is a wild record label. But yeah, let's it's c- a Southern only imprint, Tony. Right. I'm trying. Oddly enough, they spelled Confederacy with a K. So they had all kinds of issues. <laughs> oh, so maybe it was maybe it was the public school system that was letting them all down. <laughs> it it might have been. I, I wonder if uh, Switchfoot or um, <laughs> I wonder if LS Dunes was on Clan Records before they switched to a Fantasy <laughs> Records. Switchfoot was. <laughs> Slipknot was and Switchknot was. <laughs> Switchknot. Today I'm going to demonstrate the Switchknot. So the Switchknot is a variant of a square knot. At any rate, this album, Capital had to save face, buddy, because they were worried about the South not loving the Beatles anymore. Yeah. So Christmas of 66, December 24th, released at midnight, just the beginning of Christmas Day. Clan Records released Faith, Freedom, and Fabs. Meant to repair the relationship with the South. The cover image oh has Mickey Mantle and Governor Reagan arm wrestling on a farm while Kate Smith beats the fuck out of a hippie as Irving Berlin looks up holding an American flag, smiling. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. This is a this is an action-packed album cover. And so all those people, they they signed the release, the consent form to do that album cover, huh? They did, and this was the cover that originally inspired Sgt. Pepper. I mean, how else do you get Irving Berlin and Kate Smith on the cover of a record? And Mickey Mantle and, and then Governor Reagan, maybe? I don't know. Bedtime for Bonzo, starring Ronald Reagan, Diana Lynn, and Bonzo, that amazing chip. Bonzo! That's the record, Faith, Freedom, and Fabs. And it's an apostrophe Fabs. Clad records. Uh, so here is the uh, my track listing. But now, Tony, because it came out hastily in December of 66, there isn't a lot of stuff to choose from. Oh. I mean, yeah. excuse me, there is, but it's all slanted. It ends roughly around, because it's a capital release. So it has only comes from the capital masters. And it's inspired by a collection of Beatles oldies. There's also 16 songs on this record. Wait. Unlike a Capitol record. 16? Yeah. It's inspired by a collection of Beatles oldies, which came around the same time in the UK. Wow. You're right. Yeah, that one came out around Christmas. Okay. 16 songs on a a Capitol, well, Capitol imprint, Clan clan Records. Now, let me ask you about that. I know they they spell it with a C. 
Do they do anything with the A? Do the A, do they they put two little eyes on the A? Uh, yes, the A has two dots that could be eyes, but the big extra thing they do is they make the N at the end of clan look like an M, so it's clam, and it's like a little, like a sea urchin on the M holding a Confederate flag with a K. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Wow, so, I wonder what font that is. <laughs> figure that out in the next episode. So basically, because this record comes from the Capitol Masters, it's a shit ton of Beatles 65. And this is Dave Dexter original. This is Dave Dexter's attempt. Dave Dexter Jr., right. Dave right. Dexter Jr.'s attempt to remedy the situation with the South. It begins with an oopsie. Uh-oh, they got the wrong masters. Someone said capital, the take one of Can't Buy Me Love, and it kicks <laughs> off the album because it had not been released. This right. is not this is not ultra rare tracks or anthology. Yeah, so that so that became a legitimate Beatles release in 66, the original Can't Buy Me Love, the countrified version. Which is my favorite version of Can't Buy Me Love. It makes for a great album opener. Can't buy me Wow, I hadn't even considered that one. I had totally forgot. Great, great album opener, Dave Dexter Jr. Yeah, he got everything right, especially Revolver. Bye, John! (laughs) 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 Quick, we need need more harps. harps. Uh, In the two hole is, I believe, maybe their most country song. From Beatles VI, I've got I Don't Want to Spoil the Party. I had a hard time leaving that one off my record. I really did. Yeah, I to did. me, it's the most country one. I love that song, and I, 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 I had to put on "Honey Don't." I felt like if I didn't put on "Honey Don't," then it wasn't. I was like neglecting like a up your ass country cover. <laughs> up your ass country cover. <laughs> At country covers, we go up your ass, down your ass. What do you want? We'll give it to you. Uh, number three. Remember, they're trying to win back Beatle fans, so they open with a harmonica influence song. The first song they released in England, "Love Me Do." Love me do. It's on my list of other songs. Yeah, Love Me Do is totally country with that harmonica and that plotting, like, shuffly beat. And because this is the one also from the early Beatles, this has, um... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Andy, Alan, Andy. I almost called him Alan White. Who Alan was White in, from yes. yes. Andy White, who's not Alan White, and he's not Jimmy Nickel. 
All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. All right. I'll this next one I can breeze over. This one's I'll cry instead. Um, Thank you. Which version? It's the mono version. It's the longer version. The, the mono, longer version. The longer wow, version. wow. On a sixteen-song record, you were able to fit in the the, the long version. Twenty-four minutes aside. It's okay. at, perfect. I know my engineers know what they're doing. Come on now. <laughs> After that, this is one of the other rare things that got out. They they made a deal with the British Broadcasting Corporation to license the song Glad All Over, <laughs> not the one by the Dave Clark Five. No, no. A lot of fans, a lot even Southern fans were disappointed by that. They thought it was the Dave Clark Five version. And then Neil Young saying, Southern fans better. <laughs> Now, Liverpoolies, they'll be glad all over. Ain't no doubt about it, this must be love. I want a little kiss from you, and I feel glad all over. Ooh, mercy, hot dog, The original Glad All Over is a great tune that I wrote down who sang it, and I forgot. I think that's Carl Perkins. I thought that was another Carl Perkins. Yeah, tune. I think you're right. Yeah, that's the first cover, and of course the first cover's got to be by Carl Perkins, which as you've said, Tony, Mm. not necessarily country, but it's the origins of country rock, is what Carl Perkins was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would consider him both country and rockabilly and rock and roll. Because you know what, man? It ain't binary. The world. (laughs) No, man. Say the world and you'll be free. I know my Beatles lyrics. Say the world (laughs) and be like me. (laughs) I want to be that person. Another great cover here that's one of the weirder covers, and this is one asking the fans to kind of stick with us because it's not pure country, but the guitar sure is, and that's Words of Love, the Buddy Holly cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that being on there, yeah. Let me hear you say the words I long to hear Darling, when you're near After that, we go to what I think is a great country tune, especially with the weird echo that's used in the Dave Dexter 65 version. We go from She's a Woman to Honey Don't to Close Side One. Two Beatles 65s back to back. She's a woman, then honey, don't close my side. She's a woman. Yeah. I'm trying to hear the country in that, man. Let me hear that. Let me hear that. I mean. That George Solo in the middle? Ah. Now I hear it. Now I hear it. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> that worked. I got him. That was easy. Give me five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
So side two opens with a song that you're going to go, Holmes, That Ain't Country, which inspires our new segment, Holmes, That Ain't Country. (laughs) But they got to open with a hit, my friend, and they open side two with eight days a week. Now, Holmes, that ain't country. <laughs> now, when you say it, it's quite offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but you just said quite. <laughs> Eight days a week. Wow. Where's the country in that? I want to hear the country. Okay, in fairness, the country is primarily in the early takes as heard in Anthology 1. But then when you kind of hear that and the way the guitar's being picked, and dink, and dink, dink, and dink, and dink, dink, the rhythm guitar in there is pure country. So is this the the early version? Did Dave Dexter get an early take and he just put that out there and engineers snuck it on there? Or? Uh, no, I think this is just the regular version. We're asking our audience to follow us on this journey. Okay. So annoying. Get rid of the piano. Well, so far, I think you still could make a 14-song album and, and make it a country album. Because to me, Eight Days a Week, I think Eight Days a Week is a country song, uh, the country being the UK. Well, uh, you're not my editor. <laughs> I don't work for Penguin or Random House All or right. any other big publication afraid to publish what Tucker's thinking. Right. I, I forgot. You work for uh, the Clan. Excuse me. Clan Records. Clan Records. <laughs> Cl- clan with a C. Hashtag join our clan. Clan with a C, but the A's got two uh, dots that look like <laughs> eye holes. They've got A's without a face. <laughs> got no human grace. <laughs> Next up from the BBC Sessions is Sure to Fall. Oh, Sure to Fall in Love with You, right? Yeah, which is yeah. a great, great tune. And Paul sings the hell out of it. It's a Paul and John harmony, but it's a Paul-driven song. And the so hold me tight. Let tonight be the night, darling. Don't ever let me go. Loving you is the natural. From there to act naturally. Uh, which, of course, people were upset because Act Naturally was recently on yesterday and today. Yeah, just in the summer, man. Yeah. So that's it, it's a little bit of a repeat, but certainly the Beatles have done that before. But also, this record is for the Southern market, and everybody burnt their yesterday and today. 
So that is exactly why I feel okay repeating tracks here because they burnt other copies and bought this and then rebought all the albums. So <laughs> Clan Records was a massive, <laughs> massive hit. Not a good idea signing the four tops to their comeback. <laughs> the marketers were all askew. <laughs> Yeah, especially when they wanted to change their outfits. <laughs> so coming out of that, from the Help Sessions, Another mm. Girl, which to me has a country guitar all over it. Yeah, especially the end, that, that tail end. Oh, I have got another girl, another girl, another girl. That's Paul, right? Isn't that that's Paul on the guitar? I think that is Paul on the yeah. guitar. Yeah, man. Showing he can he can do his uh his Chet Atkins or his Carl Perkins or his uh Big Bill Brunzi or whatever whatever yeah. whoever you want to do. Next up, I've just seen a face, best known as the opener for Rubber Soul. Yes. And then I close the album with I Feel Fine and Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby. Two more 65, tracks from Beatles 65. Well, that is a killer album, man. That's a good... Yours too. It's a good album. I think it, I still think it, it could have been a 14-song album and been more country. That's my... Uh, well, that's what I, I read. It's actually somebody reviewed it that way in uh, Crawdaddy. Well, the Southern Crawdaddy is called Craw Craw Liquor. <laughs> yeah. Craw barely newer. <laughs> so that was the review I read. I, I think you made a fine album, but Craw Liquor thinks that uh, you could have done without She's a Woman in Eight Days a Week and it would have been a stronger country album. That's what they think. <laughs> yeah, Straw Kicker Magazine, one I just made up, says I like to give the fans more for their money. I'm at, you know, the difference between us at Clan Records, we believe in the people. <laughs> Here at Clan Records, we believe the people come first. So take your records, you don't like them, bro. <laughs> it should thank you once again. Um, thank you, Owen. Thanks, O. For a wonderful suggestion. So. It's a great call. I'm sorry for doing so many clan jokes. Have, have I said in this week's episode that I'm Jewish, I'm allowed to make these jokes? I don't want people to well, get angry at this. Well, I think people this. realize we're doing a satire. This is a fantasy thing. We're making things up, and we are uh, having fun with a lot of the uh, stereotypes from the 60s of uh, the South. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, fuck. That's breaking news for our record label fans. Aerosmith's entire Columbia label is going to Capitol for the first time. So Aerosmith's discography is going to be on Capitol? Is that what you mean? Yeah, everything pre-Run DMC comeback was on Columbia. Walk This Way and all that stuff was Columbia. Right. Then I think it was all Geffen or Warner Brothers 
from the pump days, the screaming and digital in your face. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a cool label thing. It's like like when Pink Floyd was on cat. I don't know. It, it, it's cool when a band, and I'm no big Aerosmith fan, but they're like a legendary. Like you see the tapes in stores, and it would be the big red block Aerosmith letters. And uh, now it's going to yeah. be on Capital for those who are still buying physical vinyl. Well, there you go. You can look forward to that on your uh, spinning turntables, new labels, <laughs> new labels for your platters. And as Wilco sings, I love my label. Take it, Tony. <laughs> Take it, Tony. Oh, yes. I love my label. Untitled Beatles Podcast. Like and subscribe. Hey, we know Van Halen. We like ZZ Top. There's something about the song LaGrange that always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, man. A little three-piece out of Texas. Uh-huh. Great story. And they were like the fake zombies for a moment. But uh, that's a story for another day. I think we actually told that story on this podcast once once upon a long ago, TJ. Well, you could save a story for another day because, Tony, you're so pusillanimous. That's a line from the Ruddle song, Another Day. <laughs> I've always wondered what that word is. I've never looked it up. Pusillanimous. Adjective. Showing a lack of courage or determination. Timid. Faint-hearted, lily-livered. That's perfect. That's his uh, Martha, my dear, if I recall, right? The Ruddles Martha, my dear song. Well, yeah, I forget what key they're in, but he's like, You're so pusillanimous. Oh, I know it's in the Martha, my dear key. You're so pusillanimous. Oh, yeah, there it is. Nice, you found it. <laughs> it's a great tune. Glass of wine with Gertrude Stein I know I'll never share But I don't mind That's just the kind of course Each man must bear I'm on my way I cannot stay another day You're so pusillanimous Oh yeah Nature's calling And I must go there 